The Red Rum Theater, episode 131, The Usual Suspects. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanis. And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that raised us up. Talk about the movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie, The Usual Suspects, and how it taught us to give B-movies a chance that B-movies are not bad movies. Unless it, in fact, is the B-movie. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> if Seinfeld's in your movie, you done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy couldn't go from the small screen to the large screen. No, but he made so much money in the small screen, he didn't care. But he tried. That, that, beam, that, was, his, that was his one move. He decides, I'm going to swing with an animated. Like, Seinfeld ends. He swings for the fence with an animated feature, and it sucks. Well, he's not Jack Black, and he ain't no panda. No. So. No. <laughs> no, he's not, dude. B movie. B movie. <laughs> oh Whack. Oh, so let's there go. is some good animated films too, and that's just not one of them. No, it's not, dude. You did you see Turning Red? Did you watch Turning? I Red? am halfway through it. I got okay, okay. It. So I'm glad I don't have prepubescent kids. Oh, dude, I I watched cow. it with my daughter who's 11, and she's hiding under a blanket because she is dying for this little girl. Dude, I have heard from friends. First of, mine, of all, <laughs> I would have rat poisoned my mother if she did that. <laughs> To that kid at the quick stop. Listen, I've heard in college, I had friends that were girls, you know, and I've heard from a lot of girls that when they have their first cycle, a lot of them, their moms give them nothing, no help, no conversation. What? And they go through that, they got to go to teachers, they got to go, like they got to ask someone that's like, a, I've heard horror stories, dude. Dude, Yeesh. you got to prepare your kid for that, dude. You got to like, I'm, gonna, I'm not necessarily to have like his thinking like, um, wet dreams. I know what's going on. Like, what the crib's here? I'm like, no, like, this is on a, it's growing to a man. Uh, sometimes uh, you have dreams. <laughs> those, those dreams help you to go to school the next day. Because <laughs> I know she was in your first hour. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> what so, the hell is this, Dad? I woke up with an oyster. <laughs> so, boners are a lot easier to conceal than. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Many a belt has helped me. <laughs> the Usual Suspects released September 19th, 1990. 95. Oh, you're right. Demez. I wrote the wrong thing, dude. How, how do you know 1990. that? 1990. How do you know it's 95? How Because I pulled the cast up and it says the year. Oh, stink. 95, it drops. 1990. 95. Nine, Nine times. times. Nine, Nine times. times. Okay, there you go. That's your no prize for the week. Nine times. This is going to be a rat race between Merlin and John <laughs> Street with this one. Okay. Nine times. Has an 88% Rotten Tomatoes. Damn good score. Directed by the one and only Brian Singer, who did X-Men 1 and 2. And here's a little fun fact for you. X-Men 1 brought superhero okay. movies back. X-Men 1 was Hugh Jackman, yes? Yes. Okay. Hugh Jackman... Thank him for bringing stinking superheroes dude, to the forefront. Wolverine was the baddest dude in ever. 
Oh man, did he have Be- the most perfect body I've ever seen <laughs> on a man? Dude. Before, dude, there's a scene in Australia where Hugh Jackman puts a bucket of water over his head, and you see him from the back. And I'm sitting there in the theater, and I'm just like, "That's a beautiful man." Yeah. Like, like, I, I, I like, "Geez, the back's worse than the front." <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian Singer. So, so that dude, so he was so ripped that he could cough, and you'd see muscles, dude. Dang straight, insane, dude. Remember uh, Twins when Dane DeVito <laughs> buys Arnold his first T-shirt, and he takes his shirt off at a gas station. Julian, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, was he all that was man, dude? Unreal. Eighties Arnold, forget about it. Before X Men comes out, Batman Forever what was was Fantastic Four before X Men. There's there's a there's a all these no it's after okay but there's a bunch of movies that superhero movies that are just cheese ball McGee Batman and Robin you have the Punisher these movies that are kind of uh, the new Punisher like, Dolph Lundgren Punisher. No, the uh, the Tom Jane. Tom Jane was after. Tom Jane was after this one. Tom Jane Punisher was sweet, but it wasn't the TV show Punisher. It wasn't Barenthal. No, it so, was sweet though. Superhero kind of put off to cheese. You have like the Phantom. You have this kind of a cheesy <laughs> the six- Rocketeer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> which I like. I did too. But it's cheese. Yeah. And X Men decided to take superheroes and take them seriously. X Men was handled, dude. That Magneto, Professor X, those two actors. Who played Magneto in the first one? It's Ian McKellen, Gandalf, oh, Lord of the, the Rings. The old dude. The old dude. Yeah, him and uh, the old zoo. The old zoo, not the new zoo. The old zoo. <laughs> um, stinking uh, Picard. What's that dude? Picard. Name? Um, bald man. Yeah, bald McGee. Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes. Um, the best Professor X, like it was like back in the day, the comics wrote after him. It's unreal. He's the he was how good was he on the Wolverine? The old <laughs> drunk Professor X, dude. I mean, Logan, <laughs> him in yeah, Logan, Logan, he's so <laughs> and he loves the little girl. Oh, dude. dude. So X Men, Singer brings X Men, and Singer has X Men One and X Men Two. X Men Two considered one of the best movies of all time. That opening with Nightcrawler, still to this day. A magnificent opening scene. Yes. Magnificent. Well, Singer, this is where he starts. This movie is before he gets money, before he's a somebody, he makes this film. He makes it kind of off Hollywood. Makes it for a little bit of money. Gets a lot of actors who at the time are not a, there's not an A-list actor in the bunch. They're all, what do they call those? They're uncomers. Um, they're ensemble actors. Okay. They're guys who are always peppered in, in stories, never gets the spotlight. And these actors- like Rockwell? Yes, they're actors though that all bring something to the table, and he lets them all shine. And man, can these guys shine! Every one of them. Uh, who was the the young girl with the little gavin teeth? She was on. Um, who was she on? The Vampire Show. The Vampire Sarah Michelle Geller? No, not Buffy. <laughs> not the Vampire Slayer Show. What vampire show? Well, she's in X Men One, and she's amazing. Oh, Anna Paquin. Yes. Yeah. She's so hot. Okay. <laughs> so, Usual Suspects takes all these B movie guys. So B singer though, he also did Bohemian Rhapsody recently. Great fan. But he is falling out of favor with Hollywood. You heard why? Why? I guess he's he's been accused. I'm saying accused. He's been accused of um. He's openly gay man, but he's been accused of bringing a lot of young men, like young attractive men that are underage, into parties and like Oof. providing, like providing them as like you know, um, favors for his guests. Oof! 
And what the hell? Dude, That's Hollywood for you, bro. Dude, he has been accused of some heinous crap. Ching, ow. And Eesh. because of all these accusations, he's been kind of blacklisted from Hollywood. It's so much so, he wasn't allowed to go take the award for uh, Bohemian. People like, they don't, wanna, they don't want him with the name attached to the movie. Even though he directed it, they kind of distanced themselves from him. Because like, yeah, this guy made it, but we don't like him anymore. So, so the movie still did well. It's weird. So Singer makes it. So speaking of Kevin Spacey, hey, yo. <laughs> Dude, take straight. So <laughs> the plot. Five convicts are brought together on a suicide mission at the behest of one secret gangster. It's a genius move. The lineup is genius. Listen, that, okay, and that, that picture, that opening shot, you know it anywhere. It has been, that shot has been parodied so much. A lot of this film, even though it's not a big movie, has been parodied. The end. The walk, yeah. Has been like. Uh, doofy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you see Leslie Nielsen do it on the, the Fugitive? They made fun of The Fugitive? Never ca- watched. Called like Running Away. Some of these movies. Oh, they're are stupid. Too much they're for stupid. Me. Like Hot Shots and stuff. I mean, they're entertaining, but like, you're just like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> An hour later in this shit. Hey, didn't you celebrate St. Patty's Day watching? You can't compare Hot Shots to Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood is a stinking masterpiece, You're bro. Talking. This movie's so bad <laughs> that I went to iTunes to rent it. Oh, shoot. And it, right, in, like, you know, it says rent for this price, but buy it for this price. Right. It said rent for $3.99 or buy it. For three ninety nine, <laughs> I'm like, I might as well own this bitch, <laughs> dude. I had a blast. I got a barbecue chicken pizza thin crust with Cajun Cajun on the crust, and some Asian wings, and um, I had uh, Fago Red Pop, and I sat and watched Leprechaun in the Hood. That was my St. Patty's, dude. You told you told me I laughed so hard. I went and watched the beginning of that movie. I was crying laughing. It's so dumb. It's so ghetto. Ice T's got the afro, and he's like, they find the gold. <laughs> it's so... And it's filmed real bad. It's filmed like me and Jesus went and made a movie. Dude, it's I'm like, like, what kind of camera are you using? It looks... I don't know, it's too dark or something. It, it, I've watched ghost hunting shows with better film, dude. Dude, it was bad. It was real bad. So... Did you get into it, though? Dude, I mean, I was left... I gotta go to bed. I got school tomorrow, dude. <laughs> to go to class, man. Um, so the question. You know what would have been awesome if you would have went to class and they would have been like, okay, everybody, I, wanted, I want you to tell me the last movie you watched. <laughs> Dude, I went to the class and was like, so what did you do last night? I'm like, well, my brother told me this movie was funny, so I watched it. So what movie? I was like, Leprechaun. <laughs> Dude, people literally looked at me like I was a crazy person. Thanks, Tony. They're Thanks, like, Tony. Is that real? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, Dude, I dropped reference. I was a Todd father with all the guys he works with. I dropped that on a guy in the bar, and he was like, Leprechaun! Gave me the high five, dude. It was awesome. Hilarious. So you saved my life in Chicago, dude. That's, that's a that's really funny. before that moment, I was, I, was, I was sitting there like, I don't know anybody. I feel awkward. I suck. Like, like Todd's like, this is my friend. He's a pastor. And was like, pastor suck. <laughs> They're like, cheers. So then the Leprechaun brought me back, baby. But <laughs> want some sacrament? Uh, but, uh... Does the movie hold up? That's the question, brother. No movies are written like this. The, this movie is so good, it's it's like something of the past. They will never write a movie this good again. And ever. the thing is, again, you have other, a lot of things going on here. First of all, 
I hate the new action movies that do squibs that are digital. No squibs, they do digital sh- gunshots. Look like, look like a cartoon. It looks like if you painted the uh, insides of the T one thousand red. Yes. <laughs> you like this? The movie is Dude. done so it's so gritty. I prefer. I just watched, and the first time in I don't know how many years, the Never Ending Story. Oh my gosh! I don't know why I would put myself through that. It's the heartbreak in that movie. There's heartbreak, <laughs> but his what's his horse name? Not a tra- tra- use his name. A tra- uh, Trey is the kid. Yeah, Trey is the kid. I forget the horse Atraxis, name. Um, it's some goofy name, but I always remember Falcor, but I forget the horse. But yeah, yeah, that horse quicksand scene. Oh, he, in the, the, the mud of despair because don't give up. The, the whole point of that pit is if you. Get frustrated or upset, then you die. <laughs> and it's like that oh, movie. The horse don't understand this. It's like what the hell, dude? Get me out of here, I'll try you. But I prefer graphics and effects from that movie to anything digital. Dude, even the Rock Monster looks the, the, better. The, the, the Rock Biter is awesome. He's so the limestone. <laughs> that dude, dude, I with a hint of quartz. <laughs> they look like such strong, strong hands. Like, and he says that. Like three times in the trade, he's like, yes, they do. And you're like, oh, my God. Dude, he, he waits for it to kill him because he's like, I couldn't hold my yes. friends. Even the bat. I'm like, oh, they look like such strong ass. Dude. So, Usual Suspects in the film, like, I watched this. I haven't Everything about this movie, the conversation. Man. The... Back and forth between the guys who don't trust each other at all, but they have to work together. The cast. It's a quintessential fu- f- uh, crime film. It's literally, it's, it's. It is a masterpiece. I agree. Oh. I don't know how this movie did not make millions in the box office. This movie literally just came out on VHS one day. Just, it was an art house I, film. I it's would, an art house film. I would go as far as to say the six main actors all could pass the greatest test. That's how good this movie is. I am. I agree. I'm in, oh I'm in full agreement with you. So, oh. now if you've not seen this film, we're about to ruin the crap out of it. And listen, if you haven't seen this film, dude, you're an idiot because this is almost like 30 years old. You need to truly. If you're driving, if you're walking, if you're on your commute to work, whatever you're doing, you got to turn this podcast off. You got to go home, get some popcorn, get the person you love, calling sick, and turn this bad boy on. I'm t- and don't and turn your phone off. Watch a movie without so, distraction. Put your okay. First of all, turn your phone off, like not all the way. Turn the sound off. Put it upside down somewhere so that you're not distracted at all. Because if you miss anything by looking at that dumbass screen, you're missing. You'll miss the huge part. And if you think you miss something, rewind it just a hair. That's how good this is. This movie, it's it, it, it's. It deserves your attention and your respect. If you've not seen it, for those who've seen it, let's do this thing. Let's do the cast. First, you have Gabriel Byrne as Keaton. Now, again, the f- main five characters, see him against the... It's, it's classic. It's five guys on a lineup saying one line. And, and that's so funny. I can watch that it's scene. It's literally up there with the Candyman line. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Dude, dude, and like, like, um, what's Fenster and McManus? You can tell their boys. They break the whole place up, dude. They even stinking (laughs) Spacey's is like, oh my god, dude, verbal kid, and gave him a burn to smile, like, and they're cutting up, like, like, 
like they're like high school kids. They are. Dude. It's so great. They're just like men. We never grow up, dude. That's n- I was at I was at Wheaton, being the, uh, the biggest turd in the world, and people would laugh, and I, I get in trouble all the time because I don't know how to be serious. I'm 42 and I'm still an idiot. You're 41, moron. <laughs> I'm 41. I'm still an infant. I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm infant. Dude, I'm making dumb lines under, under, under my breath, dude, and no one, no, no one cares. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe I said that out loud. Like, I was just like, I'm a real boy. <laughs> oh. Sorry, professor. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Yuli. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know what pissed me off about Gabriel Byrne? What? Not in this movie. This dude's a real actor. Yes, he is. You remember that movie Hereditary came out? He's in it. He's a dad, right? He wasn't even in the previews, and they didn't even say his name. In the credits? No, they did. Like, if you go see the movie, you realize he's in it. He wasn't even on any trailer. You had no idea he was in this movie. Dude. No respect. This dude is bigger than anybody on that movie. I okay, Great so, movie, by the way. Hereditary. Jared great Harmon film. made me... Go back and watch it again and, and appreciate it for what it was. And it, it got you. Yeah, because I was like, that movie's stupid, man. It's a bunch of old-ass, naked people at the end. And, <laughs> and then he kind of, we talked about it a little bit. I was like, all right, I'll give it another chat. Because there was a couple scenes, though, that like really messed me up. And I'm just like, I don't like this. But as a horror fan, I have to appreciate everything and take it for what the point of it being in there is. So yeah, he got me. It's a good movie. Listen, uh, if you hear me breathe, mouth being a mouth breather on this podcast, my nose is plugged up. Um, I feel like I'm getting a cold. So just, just that that that, that COVID. It's <laughs> it's not Darth Vader. It's me, your your co-host Ernesto. It's not James Earl Jones who's ha- <laughs> who happens to be white on that movie. Um, so Gabriel Byrne is one of my favorite. He is he's perfect for leading this way, dude. He's like one of my favorite. Actors in a Coen Brothers film. He's in oh. the Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. He's so good in that. Genius. He's so, he's so good in that I can't believe it. So I'm a big Gabriel Byrne fan. Gabriel Byrne in this film, he's great. Because he kind of is the main character. Yeah. The, the camera gives him the most, like the cops come after him. Like he's the one everyone suspects. He's the one that has the largest kind of um He's the most infamous of all the gangsters. Yes, he is. He's the criminal that has the like, the most history and done the most shady crap. And so because of that, he cannot get his life going, a, a straight life. But he doesn't really deserve it, though. No, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> saying, he sucks. Dude. He sucks. But when I, you hear what the cops have on him, you're like, what? Dude, even though you know he's a crap, you kind of do feel bad when they pull him out of that dinner. You, I mean, you, you gotta feel a little bit bad. Yeah. And that scene when his girl, she's like, "I love you," and he's just looking at, the, he's looking out way. He's like, "They ruined me tonight." And he, he's so obsessed with what happened to him, he doesn't hear her yeah. affection. And I think you see in that scene, he don't love nobody. No. He he's he loves a, his pride, loves himself, he loves his skill, mm-hmm. loves his life, and she's kind of like an attached. She's like a watch. She's like a stinking headband, but she's not like. My secret companion through life. She just kind of is here and is pretty. And, and she just so happens to be a lawyer. A great criminal lawyer at that. Get me out of some... And she messes up the whole plan. Yes, she does. So, then you have Stephen Baldwin's McManus. So now, Stephen Baldwin, that poor guy. There's a lot of actors on this list that are no longer acting. Brian Singer's out. 
And you, why is do you know why Stephen Baldwin's out? Why? Because he's a diehard Jesus freak now. Yes, yeah, he's all into skate Jesus skateboarders. <laughs> Dude, he left Hollywood to be like a Jesus guy, and he's not only in Christian movies, and they're really bad. He's, like he's the thing is, he was the bad boy Baldwin. Exactly. He was like the the womanizer, the wild man, getting in fights, paparazzi. <laughs> like he was nuts. <laughs> he was in threesome. Dude, he He's was in Biodome. Bio. Like, Biodome's so funny. It's dude. so dumb, but it's it. I laugh every time I watch it. He used to be like the guy, the regular caller for the Stern Show. Was he? And so he comes back no. after he's a Jesus freak. No! And so Gary was like, all right, let me ask you something. Okay. Um, now that you've you know found your religion and everything, what makes you so different than us? And he says, okay, Gary, I'll give you an example. He goes, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm a while scared ago, he goes, a while ago, a beautiful woman walked by, and I'd just turn around and watch her walking by. He goes, now, I would admire her, but I won't turn around. And Gary's like, what does that mean? You're better than us because we do still? <laughs> like, it's like, dang, man. He's not a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a smart man. <laughs> Chris is skateboarders? Dude. Dude. He, That's he, like that dude trying to do the Christian MMA youth group. <laughs> like, uh. Dude, poor dude Baldwin, man. At least he didn't shoot somebody. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. I got that going for me. like I shot somebody. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> then you have Benicio Del Toro okay. as Fenster. He might be one of my favorite actors of all time. He might be top five, my Tony, favorite. Tony, I'm going through his, his, like, his acting list. There are movies in this guy's history. Just a little one. Another B movie from the past, Way of the Gun. With him and Ryan Felipe. Oh, my gosh. We rented that on a lark, and I'm watching that movie. That opening scene is legendary. That's Sarah Silverman. I know. I mean, who could be a better B than Sarah Silverman? Nobody. That scene, I remember standing up in the middle of the night, cheering at that moment in the movie. Because I'm like, you've always wanted to do this. Yes. You've always wanted to like, a girl just get her boyfriend to beat you up. Instead of fighting the boyfriend, going after the girl who started yeah. the whole fight. And that scene, he just... God knows I've been in that situation, too. Dude, and they get stomped into the ground, and they take it. because it's it, it was worth it. It was worth it. What? And there are some scenes in that movie, because you think... It's not... It's The movie is so... Like, there's a scene where he... He should have never tried to be the wolf man, though. I know, dude. Sometimes you gotta swing. If I paid him a bunch of money, dude. To quote, to quote, Michael Caine. Someone asked him, "So have you ever seen Jaws fours? And he said, "I never watched Jaws four. No, I've never seen Jaws four, but I've seen the house that it bought." <laughs> that's a good line, dude. That's awesome. That, that's that's so. But Toro's like, "We'll give you all this money." He's like, "I'll be your wolf man. Shoot, baby." I'll tell you what, though. He might have stole the French Dispatch. I was gonna do he, what? He might have stole. Listen, I will never. <laughs> <laughs> I will never get over when he walks in the scene and taps his younger self to leave the scene. Beautiful. That was incredible. When you realize what's happening, French Dispatch, not the best Wes Anderson. Some of the best Wes Anderson scenes. There, there's some scenes. Wes Anderson. Is the master of the scene? Like, there's a even in his uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. I love that they had to they, they use the word "cuss" as a cuss word the whole time. 
the cuss you say. Hilarious. And I, I'm like, you can't ever do that again. But man, was that so great yes. in that movie. Like, it's just, oh, how do you get around cussing? You just say cuss. <laughs> <laughs> you old cuss. <laughs> oh, who was the girl who played the, the mom fox? I just blanked. It's not Jessica Houston. Uh, no, it's George Clooney's the guy. The, yeah, the, Clooney's the guy. Yeah. And Clooney's great in that. But, dude, did he, let's go to Denisio Toro. Let's go to some of his, his... You know, he played the dog-faced boy in Big Top Peewee? Yes. That's unreal. Yeah. I love him. His role in Snatch as Nine Fingers. The, the gambling the gambler. addict. He's dude, addicted to gambling. How, uh, he's great in that. Um, we got... Okay, way the good way I said... The Hunted, a small film. Um, The Hunted, him with and Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Dude, oh. that last fight with those two men is... Knife fighting is way worse than guns. It's brutal to watch. I mean, and the thing I was like, oh, ooh, ee. like it's nasty. It's nasty in a good way. He's great in the Guardians movies. Yes, he is. He's fun. Did you see Sicario? Dude... I'm so sad that I haven't. What? Listen, other day I was watching this like great clips of action films, and there was a clip of Sicario in that movie, and I was like, "What the crap is this?" It was on a highway, and they're like, trying to get over the border, and there's like people getting out of cars trying to kill them, and just walking around leveling people in the streets. Yeah. Among it is a wild sequence. I'm like, I have to see this film, dude. Even the uh, Sicario, the first one. Barenthal makes an appearance. Dude. Like it's nuts. Both of them are fantastic. Del Toro Part One, though. Okay, I'm I'm in. Del Toro is. Oh my gosh, there's scenes in that movie with him that are like. Uh, just, let's just say, watch it. Just watch it. And I'll, obviously, Fear and Loathing. He was. He should have got an Academy Award if he didn't. He only did. Traffic. Didn't see it. It is a, a meditation on drugs. The same way that Crash is a meditation on race in America, yeah. that was a meditation on drugs. And you see like White House drug dealers. You see uh, small-time uh, pushers, users. You see kind of the, the whole gamut of stories that kind of intersect in kind of a weird way. There's a scene in that movie that's brutal. because. Um, well, let's make a deal. I watch Traffic. You watch Sicario. Listen, next month, it's a brand new feature. <laughs> it's, you gotta watch it. Brand new feature. What we should call this feature? We should call it um, oh, the vouch. No, not vouch. Vouch. Like you vouch for somebody. Too much like uh, somebody trying to give us a shot. Um, Vouchy. <laughs> let's call it uh, the trade off. The trade off. The trade. Um, the back scratch. Um, swapping shop. Swapping. It, we're getting close. Um, swap meet, swap meet, baby. Yeah. So the swap meet for next month. Swap movies, and between two of us, we got tons of meat. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a fat joke. That was a dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I feel better now. <laughs> Dude, I see the Todd Father. I go to see him on this, go to this bar. And he goes, "You look like crap," and I was like, "Good to see you too." He should be like, well, "You bald." <laughs> <laughs> He got me though, dude. He put me on blast. Dude. I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> to wash away my pain. Um, so 
The swap meet for next month. Sicario Traffic. and Trap. I love it. What a great new. It's going to be awesome. This is a great new um, segment for our, our podcast. That's just, we just made oh, That's awesome, bro. Uh, okay, anyways. Del Toro, I think you're right. The guy has uh, Sin City. Sin City. Oh, my gosh. When he was dead and still talking to Clive Owen. The head in the dude. That's <laughs> incredible, dude. <sighs> he is a truly great actor. He's amazing. Dude, Fitch just he's fa- he's the best part of that movie. He is by far is the best <sighs> part. Say it in English. <laughs> dude, in this movie, that accent is un and I love the way he walks. Yeah. That like that weird, like jittery, yeah. up up it's tight. It's almost like a stride. Yeah. Like a- when you oh, first meet him, he's nervous walking, stride. Yes, he's looking out <laughs> at like that corner store, and he sees those cops. He just turns around. And he's he's turning each way. Uh, or how about his body language when they find out who's the head of their? He's just like, fuck, dude, it's unreal. So, Del Toro is one of our favorites. You have Hockney, Kevin Pollock, man. Has he not got a lot of love in his no, life? No, he hasn't. But he in this movie, he's fantastic. Dude, how about how about the firm, bro? Or no, not the firm. Um, Few good men. Few good men, dude. He, dude can act. Dude's got chops. Dude, I can't he ain't believe no Dennis Quaid. Out of nowhere, Nicholson in the middle of that speech calls Kevin Pollock out. Who's gonna do it? You, Feinberg. That is a straight up anti-Semitic comment. Oh yeah. Who's gonna do it? You. Out of nowhere, just that he targets that one guy, the Jewish little Jew guy over there. You, Dennis Feinberg. He's like, what the crap did I do? He's just sitting there. I, I love that they think that they were all set up for a, for a crime. And at the end of the Hockney like you, did it. Pollock really did it. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was dude. Me. Yeah. He, he, him, and stinking Baldwin. Just the way they get to this they face. They don't like each other. It's crazy. They don't trust each other. They're they're competition. Yes, they are. He's dude. Hockney's a bad boy in this in this movie, dude. Yeah, he is. And you have Kevin Spacey as Verbal Kit. <sighs> you understand something? When we first watched this movie, Spacey has done nothing. He's not around True. yet. Yeah. This is before seven. This is before seven. And this and seven together, he, he explodes on the scene. And then he goes and does American Beauty, and he is a staple of American film, dude. what I've seen it on, but I read a quote that Tom Hanks was watching American Beauty. He was in the theater, and he turned to Rita Wilson and said, why can't I get scripts like that? Wow, and dude. That's how good American Beauty was. Dude, he's so good in that film. You're not allowed to tell me what to do ever again. And the <laughs> slow <laughs> delivery of that, that line. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. COVID. Oh, that that feels good. Don't worry, he's six feet away. (laughs) Okay, Spacey in this role owns it every every which way. He owns it, dude. He owns it as as um, As a pathetic Gabriel Burns lackey. Yep. He owns it as desperate for friends, desperate for acknowledgement. He owns it as the weak guy getting beat bullied by the cop. And he owns it all the way to the last shot That's of the film. That's another thing that, like, Chaz Palmentari is not a good guy. No, he's, he's not a good an guy. He's an asshole. He's a bully. 
He everything just wants to get the, and the case. Everything he's doing in that room is inadmissible in court. Mm-hmm. He just wants, because in his, in his world, Chaz Palantiri, he has, how do you say it? He has a vendetta against Keaton. Yes. And he can't see, it's blinding him to everything else. He, he wants to know, this guy fooled me once and died. Is he, I don't believe he's dead. Fool me twice. No, you're not going to fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a dick, dude. dude he's, he's so, he's such a, just a quintessential bully cop. He's a, dude, I love when Verbal Kitten leaves, he looks at, he looks at me and goes, effing cops. <laughs> That was awesome. It's a great line, dude. That was awesome. We've all felt that at some point in our life. Yes. Stinking cops. Dude, and he ate Chaz Palmatari alive, and he didn't realize it. Ate him. Chaz didn't realize he got punked. We'll get to the okay, so we'll get to the final scene later. Let's go to that lineup. It's that lineup. They're saying that one line, and it's fantastic. You go into the... <laughs> English, please. <laughs> Oh, Benicio's. That was English. <laughs> you watch it again, though. If you watch Space's delivery, he's an animal. You see, in that delivery, it gives you that. There are clues. There are little clues in this film. That delivery, the way he looks up, there is, he's, the, the small man in the cell, that's not, he's not there. In that lineup, he looks up, He's a mad dog killer. Yeah, if you go back and watch it after you realize the, the movie. there. So this movie you're watching, and so the movie has a great, it's, it's a classic way to do a film. Nowadays it's done all the time, but I remember watching it, you open with the end. You open with this boat on, the, you went with Keaton getting killed. And there, it shows you this pile of stuff, and you think, oh, there's somebody behind watching this. And oh, like on American Beauty, today is the day I die or something. Yes. Like that. That's how it starts. And then you have the SBI, there's all these bodies, and they find this one guy that's burned. And it's just, it's a, like, what happened here? And you're putting together what happened. And, and then the stinking, goofy, regular uh, cop trying to figure that part out is Gus from, from Breaking Bad. Bad. Giancarlo, it's him. Yeah. Dude. He's great, too. And this movie gives us a name that has never been forgotten. It's been... 30 years, and we still say the name. We say it with the stinking Hungarian accent, too. Kaiser Soze! And if you are one movie, guys, everyone will give you the nod, dude. Yep. If people know, they know. Th- that, that, that name, how do you find a name that feels so real? All I know is when they tell the story of him, dude, in it's the movie, incredible. Kaiser Sosa is the name of like a, a, a gangster legend. I love it. It's, like, it's a boogie boogeyman for yeah. um for snitches, a boogeyman for um uh for criminals. Yeah. If you're if you if you rat on your parents, you rat on your parents to the cops, Kaiser Sosa will get you. I love that idea. In this film, Kaiser Sosa is kind of like and once it Nate When I, Benicio I, hears the name, he's just like he sh- we're dead. It's like at the end of Act One, you you realize what's happening. Because at first it and listen. The 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 crime they heist they pull is a great heist, great heist. Yeah, the New, New York's finest detective. Oh, uh, and they and all them cops got busted for being it's crooked. A, the movie, I mean, it's just the way it's filmed, execution. They they're brilliant, brilliant criminals. There's a one. Yeah, that's so good, dude. What does Keaton say? 
We're, we're just supposed to be one job. And Baldwin laughs. One job. Like, it's never just one job. Oh, man. Who was Keaton's buddy? Or not Keaton. Uh, McManus's buddy? McManus's buddy. Redfoot? They turn on each other quick. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. Dude. Flicks that cigarette in his face, dude. They got to grab him. They got to grab him, Ooh. dude. <laughs> they all pull guns on each other, dude. Oh, man. When Kobayashi reveals the files, there, there is. I love watching Verbal can open his face with his. He, so now, Kobayashi's real, but his name's not Kobayashi. Correct. I, I'm guessing the stories we're hearing are real, but all the things the are names made up. Are changed, names yeah. are made up. All kind of like, and as you're watching the film. There are random things he's saying as he's yeah. sitting there. You're like, what are you talking? The Skokie, Illinois, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, in a quartet. You're like, and like, like, what an orca. <laughs> Dude, there are things he says, like, I like good coffee. Like, not this crap that you guys serve, but good coffee. Like, I was in Guatemala. And she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Are you just trying to stall for time? That sequence at the end. Because when Chaz starts putting it together, because Chaz, Chaz is doing someone else's office. Yeah. And the guy comes in, and he's, is that the guy from stinking um, Quantum Leap? Which one? The old man, the, fr- the the guy who I don't remember trying to pull him through time. I don't think so. I would have noticed that. Okay, when he comes back in his office, Chapter Two is like, "Man, you're a slob." He's like, "You see my garage?" He's like, "It all has a place, though. You got, you got to take, you got to pick a, it's, it's all up. There's a place for everything. He's got to step back and look at it to appreciate." Are you talking about the other cop? Yeah, that's in there with him. Yes. No, that's the guy. That's the stinking bad guy lawyer from Casper. He's um. That's who that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Kevin Pollack has had a few good roles. He was uh Gugulak from Whole Nine Yards. <laughs> Don't watch the whole 10 yards, though. Oh, that's... Yanni Gugulak. The Gugulak gang. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he's in... Um, Don't be long. He's also in um, That Thing You Do. Oh, yeah. It's a good role for him. Pittsburgh's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. It's, he plays a great 60s, 50s yeah. DJ. Um, you also have... He's great... Vic Koslovich. Wow, good pull. He's a grumpy old man. Yes. He's good as he's the grandson. A nerd. He's, he's got a crush a good, on beautiful Daryl Hannah, dude. He's a good oh, grandson, man. though, man. Taking care of he's his. He's great. Oh, he's a good dude. But, man. And Shooter McGavin's the husband of. I know, dude. Oh. Kevin Pollack is able to play a BA in this movie, and he probably loved letting it loose. Yeah. He usually plays like a good guy. He usually plays like a nice dude. Hey, Tom Cruise, I'm your buddy. I'm the lawyer guy next I'm to you. I'm going to help you out because we're in the Navy. <laughs> he just sits there next to him. charge these Marines. But. And Demi Moore hasn't had any work done yet, and she's so hot. So. so the God gang. Soze's a legend in this film. The, when he for they come in, he goes, who's kind of Soze? Pacey's like, F! Dude, it's like this movie, it, and it just slowly ratchets up the tension. Man, this movie's ratchet, dog. Is that a word? Yeah, that's what they call uh, crazy women. The ratchet. Like, what? Uh, fake nails, fake hair. Fake that's a word? Yeah, ratchet. You ever heard of a ratchet, ratchet hoochie? No. It's probably... It's probably uh, an old term now because I'm 40. And who knows? <laughs> okay. Now, end of the end of the movie. He steps back. The Gogolak gang. And here's the spoiler. You think it's it's Keaton? Keaton. He, you, think, he, you think Chaz builds this whole thing up to where Keaton is Kaiser Jose? Yes. 
And it, and it all, not, uh, yeah, Keaton. Keaton's the pawn. Keaton's the pawn. It's unreal that Keaton could be the pawn. Yes. Never, he's the leader of this whole show. I didn't get what was happening until he's running out of the police station. I got it maybe, maybe two seconds before we see the picture. Yeah, be, okay. So, uh, he, so now it's showing his gimp walk. Before the gimp walk. Okay, so, so they're faxing over the thing. He wants to yes. fax it to chat to to uh, the, um, to the, uh, drawing, the yes. police sketch. So you don't see, you see it, it starts to fax. And he drops the coffee. He looks at all the things. Quartet. And I'm like, what is happening? Okay, what happened was, how did he see the bottom of the coffee mug? No, it's court. There's a scene. There's a, as you're watching the movie. Kobayashi's on the coffee mug. And you see, there's a scene with, with Spacey looking up at him. Looking straight yeah, up. yeah, he's looking at the coffee mug. He's looking at the bottom of the coffee cup. So he sees Quartet, and he's like, what the crap? And then he starts seeing little things. Yes. Like the Guatemala beans, Red Foot. Like all he's, he realized all this crap he's been told for the last two hours is just crap. Yeah. And even then, I'm like, what? Because at first, you're like, what is happening? Because you got to catch up. Yeah, like you're like, what am I seeing? Because this is before M Night Shyamalan. Is, the writing is so amazing; you don't think this could be possible. You're like, what? And he's running outside, and even I mean, if he's a liar, he can't be. And then there's that, that it's the classic scene. You see that limp, that little gimp limp. I mean, the guy, remember him trying to open up a lighter? How he just like drops the lighter all the time. Yeah. And you, and then you wonder why would he have a Zippo? <laughs> And then that did the, the, the cameras on the feet, and you watch the. I I bet you he practiced that for days, because it is flawless. Yeah. It just starts. It, it it just all of a sudden starts being normal. Else before you know it, it's a strut. The best is he gets outside and he doesn't realize that he's in eyesight of the car <laughs> pulling away with him in it. It is when his lawyer picks him up, dude. Oh my gosh. And you realize he's Kaiser Soze. Yep. And the Kobayashi, who knows what his real name is, but he is like I got his you. number one. And oh my gosh. It's that it's, game. It's, I've the seen way that, that unfolds is unreal. It's been parodied in a scary movie. It was parodied in a Leslie Nelson film. It was parodied. Where else was it parodied? Um, it was parodied on Conan O'Brien. Really? Uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. He okay. parodied it. It's been parodied so many places, that final scene. Oh, um, scary movie, the stinking doofy. That, that's a funny parody, dude. Really funny. The doofy dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The vacuum cleaner. Cleaning <laughs> <laughs> <Shooting> my room. <laughs> this film is, is worth the watch. It's fantastic. Now, let's go ahead and go in to support the show. You can support the show at patreon.com slash Redem you give a dollar a month to get the podcast go. It pays the bills, keeps the, the lights on. We thank you for all your, your Patreon, Patreon support. Patreon.com slash Red Rum Teacher to become a patron. You can go to redrum.threadless.com to see our t-shirt store. You can buy any of our merchandise there. Just send out a t-shirt to one of our new patrons. Or you can give a one-time gift on PayPal and throw a few dollars there if you'd like to. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Usual Suspects, the way we watch this film is that there used to be a thing where you would go to Blockbuster Video and look for a movie. And the way it works is the big new releases would have like 20 tapes. Remember that? Yeah. There'd be like 20 tapes and they'd all be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be like four in be- behind each one. Yes, it was crazy. And and like, like I remember Independence Day had so many VHS tapes. Like it was crazy. Some of these movies had unbelievable selection. 
But the smaller movies, they have like one tape, one movie. But my brother and I, we love films, and we go to Video Giant Monday through Thursday. It was two for one VHS rentals. So we would rent all the movies. So we've seen all the new release walls. So we would once in a while just grab random smaller movies. Get, we, 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 and sometimes you miss. Sometimes you have movies that are just oh man are just whack. Okay, <laughs> I got a I got a trivia question for you. Okay, what movie lasted was the shortest before we turned it off? Hold on, <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves. Yes, it's hold on. Yes, not where the buffalo roam. Um, yes! I can't remember the name of it. In River Phoenix. Yes. My own private Idaho. My own private Idaho. We turned it off. Like, bleep. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> we turned that bad boy off fast. So fast. And we were like, can we take this back and get a different movie? <laughs> Dude, I didn't know what was happening to When we realized, we were like, bleep. <laughs> that was a good one, bro. But we would get in thinking. That Suspects was one of the first movies we read. That was a B movie, and we fell in love with it. And that yeah. was the movie that showed us, you know what? You got to give smaller movies a chance. To this day, you watch all kinds of small horror films. Tons. I watch all kinds of movies from smaller studios and smaller actors. If I because I I realize that some there's especially nowadays if you're not a superhero movie or like a, a, a part of a, like a franchise, you're not getting a lot of money making your movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of great films. Reservoir Dogs or oh. or stinking um Bottle Rocket. Was that his first film? There's a lot of these small movies, or even stinking Christopher Nolan's first film, that black and white film, but the mathematician. What is that called? Pie. These are movies. That one's a whack. You don't give that. Well, I ain't watching that. You don't watch. Wait, is that that's not Nolan. Nolan was following. No one was before Memento was following, which is the same movie basically, but not not Nolan. Who's the guy who's crazy? Made Black Swan with, um, he made Black Swan with Natalie Portman. He made what's the guy's name? Uh, he made Black Swan. He made the crazy house movie with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Mother made that crazy. Oh, he made. Man, what else did that guy make? He made Requiem for a Dream. Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah. Aronofsky's first movie is Pie. Black and white small film. I give those movies a chance. Because if you find a great director, even with a little bit of money, I mean, dude, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. Well, I was going to say, that was like a school project, wasn't it? So, it was a college project. Dude, Evil Dead 2 is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Evil Dead 2 is just Evil Dead 1 with money. That's all it is. It, well, it's Evil Dead. It's literally telling you everything about Evil Dead 1 with a new story in it. Yes. Wrapped up. And like the best part about that is in, like, you're watching him lose his mind. It's great. And you're there when he does. Yes. And it's fantastic. Then they lock him in the cellar. Oh! I want to watch that again. Dude, uh, so we we give movies a chance. Yes. B movies do not mean bad movie. Unless you're watching The Toxic Avenger, which I love, but you will not. <laughs> Dude, we gave a lot of small movies. We've seen ridiculous films, Tony. We have seen ridiculous films. Ghoulies. Ghoul, dude. Chud. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And some of these movies became our favorites. Which one's Chud? Cannibalistic humanoids under under Denver, something like that. Uh, I don't remember that. I did watch stinking uh, Cannibal Holocaust. The holy there was God. a there was a there was a Ghoulies too, dude. I know there was also um, another monster one. What's the movie with the little puppet monsters? 
Puppet master. No, they get, they get crushed. They turn into two little puppets. They're like they're, the name is almost like Ghoulie, but it's not Ghoulie. Manchichi, no, um, <laughs> it's something like Manchichi, dude. Munchies, Munchies, is that that is a movie? And they're like little monsters, a little like a little puppet monster, a little monster that could. Munchies, I think you're onto something. And we watched it, and it, 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 you cut one in half, to become two little monsters. Okay, we'll look, look that up. But, point is, because he's a suspect... Yes, you are right. It's Munchies! It is Munchies. Yep, it's the one with the monsters looking under the skirt. <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the beer in the... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> we would watch these ridiculous B-movies, and we would love really... Them. We love them. We, and give them a chance. And I've watched some, in the company of men, The Way of the Gun. True romance are all films we discovered... Given a small little movie a chance, didn't have. Don't watch kids. Oh, that was a full release. That what was a it? Really? Yes, it was. Well, Oof. it was our house release. Right? It was our house release. Oof. Jeez, what a film! But B movies not mean bad movie. Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project, that, that, which was a small movie that became a mainstream became film, the biggest movie in the world. Which why everyone tried to copy it. Yes, <laughs> just like Paranormal Activity came out in small theater. And Man. just got more oh, and more release. Gosh, I love those movies. So, B-movie does not you, mean okay. bad movie. You need to watch. You can't handle scary movies, can you? You know I can't, dude. You need to watch. It's on Paramount Plus right now. What? Paranormal Activities. The Marked Ones. It's the about... Mexican one? Yes. Ooh. Watch, the, watch the first 20 minutes. Is that good? It's so funny. <laughs> it's so Mexican. <laughs> I also want to put a shout out to this. I love movies with ensemble casts, and I love movies that give B actors a chance to shine. And you know, Brian Singer is good at that. Brian Singer gave us Hugh Jackman. Brian Singer is a guy who discovers new talent and lets it rise to the top. He's fantastic at doing that. Um, but space becomes a power after this film. There are movies I've watched that if they miscast the film, ruins the whole movie experience. I'll give you an example. In one of Morgan Freeman's films, I think it's Long Came a Spider, there's this actor who's in the background who's the anesthesiologist for this guy who lives at home on a machine. And it's, a, it's an actor who plays in a lot of small movies. He was in Alien 4. He was the guy who, um, when uh, the aliens, he wakes up and he's like a tourist and the alien's in him. He's like, what happened to me? I was in a ship being transported. He has glasses. At the end, he picks up one lieutenant's head, puts it in front of his chest, and the alien comes out of him through the guy's head. And he's like, oh, it's, he's, he's just an actor. He's, he's just an actor. But Alien 4, which one is that one? That's Resurrection. On the space station where Sigourney's been like cloned a few times, and they keep on bringing like tourists. Um, thinking Ron Perlman brings the tourist there to, to the military site. Sigourney's in it. Sigourney, and, and uh, so is um, young girl, Mister Deeds. What a writer! That's part four. That's part three. That's part four. Three is three is in the prison planet with the with the rock. That's not what a writer. No, with rock, not the. Rock. Okay, sorry, rock. Okay, you're right. What a writer, Ron Perlman. So. This actor has been in real movies. He's like he's a kind of like a um a Turturro level. Brad Dourif? Not Brad Dourif. I'll say that was Chucky. <laughs> Are you sure it's not him? I'm positive it's not him. I'm positive it's not him. Okay. It's a Brad Dourif level character. That guy's not a big actor, right? But he's an actor who's been in a lot of things. In this movie, there's this anesthesiologist who's in the background. You find him? Yeah. 
Who is it? Not him. Not him. Not him. Not a poor man's Val Kilmer. Not him. <laughs> but and, and the point is, yeah. he's a small actor. He was miscast? They cast him in a role that shouldn't be cast with a real actor. Okay. He's an anesthesiologist, anesthesiologist for the main character who's sick. Who we've been stabbed at the beginning of the movie. He's solving the mystery from his bed. I look and I'm like, I saw Angie, why is this guy in the movie? It is him. What are you talking about? It's, not, it's a different role, different role. Okay, okay. I'm like, why is this guy in the movie? She's like, I don't know. Like, that guy's a real actor. He shouldn't be used in a background yeah. part. He's the killer. He's in the room the whole time. That is the guy I'm talking about. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He's on a boat. No. Have you ever seen with him on a boat? No. Long Game of Spider. It's Long Game Spider. The other one, there's two of them. There's Long Game Spider and the other one. They're both Morgan Freeman. There's okay. But the point is... So you, you get it right away because he's... I knew who it was because I've seen so many movies. Yeah. I'm like, you don't cast a real actor in a nothing role. Yeah. And so I realized he is something in this movie. And you got to be careful doing that. If you cast a big actor or a bigger actor, and a no, you're going to give away the cards. Like, it's the opposite of what Scream did. Scream put Drew it's Barrymore... It's the opposite of what Primal Fear did. Yes! Oh. Drew Barrymore, that, they took the cast and used it against you. Because yes. the assumption is, here's the biggest actress in the movie. Yep. Top build, of course, she's going to be our final girl. Or the, let me call that the last girl, final girl. Uh, the, the girl that survives. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre had one, yeah, I know. Yeah. And when in the opening scene, you're like, there's tension, but of course she's going to survive. And that she doesn't. Puts you it, it, like that it, was genius. It changes the rules of the game because you genius. know how the rules work. This movie, by casting five equally unknown actors, it gave him a playing field to do a lot of fun things, and that is brilliant. You got to be careful. Getting too, like, you don't want a guy to be too big for other guys because they'll give things away. If there had been a guy who was like too big, we all would have known. All oh, that guy's the stinking. It gave it a burn. Should have been him. He was mm-hmm. the biggest actor of all five. Had the most roles, like the yeah. most money. It was, I love, the casting of movie is so, Reservoir our dogs, you cast all guys that are relatively small back in the time. Well, except for Kytel, probably the biggest guy in the room, isn't he? Kytel is amazing, bro. He did good in that, though. Oh, man, he's so good. And he like, shows like a soft side. And it's, oh. Oh, my gosh. But That movie is genius. All to say, Usual Suspects, it is a masterpiece of a film. It is one of the quintessential crime dramas. Um, this movie, it's almost, I almost wish Singer had done more crime movies. Like Tarantino did a few crime movies for us, and like, like even Jackie Brown was sweet. Oh, uh, dude, Michael Keaton was awesome in Jackie Brown. So good. You know, the Michael Keaton in Jackie Brown is the same Michael Keaton in the movie um, with Clooney and Lopez. Out of sight. Out of sight. The Keaton's in that? Keaton's in both. It's the same character. Really? Same writer wrote both books. They put Keaton in both movies to make the universe co- combined. That's awesome. Awesome. And, and, and Keaton is just. That makes me want to watch Out of Sight. Out of Sight is actually really fun, dude. Really? Like, out of nowhere, really fun. I had no intention of ever watching it. It's. Dude, Lopez, she can do. She can act, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't care if it's on mute. <laughs> okay, so for our swap meet next month. I'm watching Sicario. And I'm watching Traffic. 
and we'll come back here discuss it next month, baby. Okay, so we'll just we'll just make this like a ten minute edition. Yeah, it'll be like a five seven minute edition. Yeah, to the podcast. So I I don't know. I'm just very excited for you to see it, Sakari. I can't wait, dude. I'm gonna turn. You're gonna be like. I'm gonna turn on late at night one day and be like, holy cow. Holy diver! <laughs> Holy diver! Dude, I still love that Dio comes out of the poster in um It's amazing. You know Meatloaf Dive? Uh, when Meatloaf Dive, I when Meatloaf died, I went and watched that scene. I went and watched some Fight Club. I went and listened to his single. He was amazing on Pick a Destiny. Dude, when he starts singing and spanking he's his thinking, butt, he's the uh Super religious dad. It's strictly. so good, dude. <laughs> and I even went to see I went watched Wayne World 2 to see the one scene he's in. Oh, dude, he's great. What's that band he's, called? Uh, Shitty Beetle. <laughs> they any good? They suck. <laughs> it's not just a clever name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line, dude. Oh, man, he was great. He was the door guy. Dude, he was great. The smallest role ever, and he's great in it, dude. What is the name of the club? I know part one. I know part two. Is it Gasworks? It's Gasworks, okay. dude. Okay, I see that it's on fire. Yes. That's when uh, Stinking Garth grabs that electric belt and shocks that one big dude. <coughs> oh, man, that movie's so fantastic. You listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. If you like the show, give a review. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. We're going to talk about movies that we're loving. Uh, we'll put Make the vote up. up for next month. As always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you in two weeks at the Red Room Theater. <laughs>